Mike Seibert Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things. That is stuff and things, not stuff and things. That that, that was last week. Um, anyway, uh, we talk about stuff that's on my mind every week. If you want to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. And speaking of stuffing things, I uh, um, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Um, And now that that particular holiday is over, that means that we're now on the march towards Christmas. Yay! Christmas! (laughs) <laughs> so, oh man, which which of course means shopping. So, um, do you do you do the Black Friday, um, or if uh, or perhaps the uh, Cyber Monday? I mean, I guess unless you're me, and then that would make it um, Cybert Monday. Hey, come on, that's funny. Been doing that joke for three years. Come on, because it's I'm I'm Mike Seibert, and it sounds like cyber, and it's and it's Monday. Forget it. Anyway, um, so I um uh, traditionally around the uh, the Sherbert compound, Mrs. Mad and I um typically didn't do the Black Friday in the past, but this uh this last Friday we decided to go on an adventure. We did uh we did a little bit of uh, furniture shopping, um, but we found ourselves in some of our favorite retail stores, and really my agenda was because since we we've been so. A phobic of Black Friday, you know. We've always, you know, read the reports of people getting trampled and and you know deaths over DVD players and all that other stuff. And we would always just kind of like watch the the news from uh, the comfort of our lim- living room while we're wearing snuggies and have the have the uh, uh, fireplace going, and we just watch the pandemonium and laugh. But I I was in a weird mood uh, this uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and I I, I wanted. Uh, to be out in the public for some reason. I just just kind of wanted to have that jolt of just just the hustle and bustle. Um, I don't I don't know. I kind of view uh, Black Black Friday as kind of like a contact sport, and I think I kind of needed um, on a visceral level just to kind of just be in that push and shove. Um, not unlike my uh, hardcore friends and their whooshy spin kicks and whatnot. But uh, but I digress. So we uh, we ventured out. We went on an adventure and found ourselves in a couple retail stores. Now um, we weren't shopping for televisions or DVD players or any any of the other traditional stuff. I I really, aside from a couple other knickknacks uh, we were looking for, I only have one thing really on my mind, and that was bargain-priced 
uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. I uh, I even told my wife as we were as we were going into Best Buy, I was like, "Hope you got your snorkel because we're gonna go swimming in some bins." And that's basically what we did. We just we just went bargain bin hunting and grabbed all kinds of stuff. And it kind of it kind of reminds me of how I imagined I would be as a kid. Like you remember, like uh, there'd be these commercials for like the Toys R Us shopping spree. And you always imagined how you would be if given the opportunity to just let loose with your cart and just, you know, clearing shelves and all that stuff. And we were kind of similar to that with uh, with the, with these dump bins. It's just like, oh, uh, uh, XXX colon return of Xander Cage. Sure. Why not? I'll, uh, I'll buy that for $3.99. And really about the only criteria that that we used when we were shopping for for. Uh, these movies was if it's a movie we've seen before would we watch it again or if it was a movie we hadn't seen well would we watch it and and that was it and we um we uh, I I think of the stacks and stacks of movies that we bought um, uh, again from from a couple different uh, a couple different places um, yeah I I think maybe we got a couple good movies. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was just fun, and I uh, I posted a picture of our haul on uh, on my Instagram page at Mike Cybert Radio, and yeah, I I didn't realize how many we had actually bought until I took like the double plied Best Buy bag and dumped it out onto the table, and you know all these uh, uh, Blu-rays are just spilling off of the side. It was it was a uh, um, kind of hilarious, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was funny until uh, the comments started rolling in, and um, uh, some of some of our questionable choices um, uh, came to light there. Um, and what I, what I've come to realize is that my wife and I, separately and collectively, ha- have a taste for some profoundly terrible movies. Like we uh, we bought uh, Baywatch. Um, that was that. That was a Mrs. Mad pick. Um, but I didn't tell her no. I, in fact, ironically enough, the only movie that I can remember that we put back was she. Uh, uh, she picked up uh, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, and that that's the sequel. And she picked that up, and she's like, "This." I'm like. Um, we, we didn't really like that one that much. That first one's really cool, but, uh, yeah. Um, and she kind of looked at it again. She's like, oh, oh yeah. (laughs) Kind of put it back. It's like, yeah, Jack Reacher, never go back, never going back to watch that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, out, out, like I said, I mean, we grabbed, uh, triple X two. Um, we grabbed, uh, oh gosh. Um, she, uh, she grabbed this one. I get, oh, I. I'm merciful how bad I pick on my wife about our uh, movie choices. I shouldn't I shouldn't be so uh, 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 glib about it because actually sometimes it does become an issue how how um, judgmental I can be about movie choices. It's like I I like terrible movies, but only like on my terms, which is which is not always a uh, uh, very constructive or uh, uh, healthy when when you're in a relationship. But she grabbed 
love this one. It's a, it's a Jason Statham movie called um, A Wild Card. And I have no idea what it was about. It, it was a buck 99. Um, and it looks like some just generic Jason Statham movie, but he's like in a casino or something. And I kept joking. I'm like, ooh, oh yeah, man. Jason Statham is wild card. Uh, secretly hoping that it was somehow a wild dog movie with uh, with Jason Statham in it. But like, we're in line and the line at Best Buy, it was funny, like it kind of like serpentined around through the, uh, the appliance area. So we're looking at like refrigerators and microwaves and all this other stuff, uh, making line buddies and whatnot. It, it was actually kind of fun. Now, I, I guess uh, before I go too far, uh, this was like the afternoon. We don't Black Friday morning. Screw that noise. I, I think I slept in until like 8.30 and we eventually got going at like maybe 10. Uh, oh, yeah, I, it was after 10 because we were going to stop by McDonald's and get some breakfast. Um, and I look over, I'm like... Oh, uh, uh, Mrs. Matt, that's not her name. I was like, um, it's after 1030. We uh, we got to go to Jack in a Box instead. So that's what we did. Anyway, so we're in a line at this uh, Best Buy, and I'm reading the uh, the back of the DVD box. It was a DVD. It wasn't even Blu-ray. Um, but I'm reading the back of this, and I don't remember it off the top of my head. I wish I had it up to uh, share with you now. But it's it's basically, it's like, you know, Jason Statham is like a professional hitman that also has a gambling problem, and he's in too deep with the mob or something like that. You know, I, I can hear... Uh, 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 John Bailey's epic uh, uh, a movie trailer guy voice in there, and it, it was just it's so dumb. I think it was starting to bother her a little bit. But ironically enough, of that stack that even includes like you know like War for Planet of the Apes and Spider Man Homecoming, which we got for seven ninety nine on Blu Ray. That was I think that was probably the deal of the day actually. Um, but yeah, that that's actually I think the one that I'm kind of looking forward to watching the most because it looks just so dreadful i think like jason alexander's in that movie um and uh and uh anyway it yeah jason statham is wild card anyway so that that was that was kind of how we spent black friday and it was something we hadn't really done for for a really long time it was uh it was kind of fun and and part of it for me at least was kind of um, it, it, this sounds kind of trashy and capitalist or whatever, but it, it kind of kind of kickstarted my uh, feeling the spirit of the holidays a little bit. Like we were just talking about, it's coming up on uh, Christmas time, and I've had this thing for like the last um, uh, last few years where I haven't necessarily found myself in the holiday spirit, not just Christmas, but like any holiday, whether it be like Thanksgiving, Halloween um, or uh, whatever, um, mainly because of like, you know, work schedules, school schedules, you know, things like that, just kind of life to where like, um, you know, like sometimes the holidays come and go and it feels like um any other day and 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 it's it's kind of a bummer it's 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 a sad thing so what i'm what i've also noticed over those last few years is i get into the the spirit of the holiday like on the holiday 
Like, uh, like for example, um, uh, those of you that have been with me for a while know that uh, we've done holiday-themed shows if the holiday happened to fall when we were doing a, a live show on the radio. So, like, I've done shows on Halloween. I've done shows on Fourth of July. Um, uh, we've done shows that have been close enough to Christmas to be Christmas shows. And with those... I get into it in the prep, like, you know, trying to find songs, trying to, you know, like uh, find uh, articles to share or, you know, just just topics and stuff to talk about with regards to um, uh, the holiday. And what I found is after doing those shows, I was kind of feeling that spirit of that holiday. Like I was listening to uh, Christmas music uh, like up through to New Year's because that's when I was into it. I, I didn't really get into anything prior to Christmas, uh, specifically last year, um, like I said, uh, up until I did uh, my live Christmas episode. So I, I'm trying to do it more right this time. Like, in fact, on this podcast, you may or may not hear uh, some Christmas music between now and then. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how I how I do that. But I just I I'm trying to find a way, as I said before, to just kind of um find the spirit of of the holidays um because it's you know you you could talk about you know crass consumerism and all of that other stuff but i i think for me personally i've spent enough time being so cynical about that that i think it's kind of time for me to look at things from the other side and just kind of you know in a embrace it a little more um in other words, I'm kind of ready for Christmas. I don't need to get ready for Christmas in October, but, you know, um, uh, when I woke up uh, Friday morning, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, I, uh, I, I spooled up uh, Bad Religion's Christmas Songs album and listened to um, a couple cuts off of that. And that, you know, kind of, again, gets into the spirit a little bit there. But, um, but hey, I, uh, I digress. We, I just, I, I took this whole intro and just kind of went on like this whole, uh, whole tangent here. Um, but uh, uh, back to the show, I've got, um, I've got a few good for you this week, including uh, the brand new single from Flicker and Fade, as well as the exclusive debut, or at least as well as I'm aware of, um, it's the unreleased new single from Seattle band Strangely Alright. Uh, plus, I've got an exciting announcement about something cool uh, that uh, that we're going to be doing with them next week, so uh, uh, listen close for that. Um, also, speaking of Mrs. Mad, um, uh, my wife and I went to the movies recently, and it's the return of After the Movie with Mr. and Mrs. Mad, and we try to unravel um, how we feel about Justice League. All of that and more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio. But first, I know it's been a while, but let's kick things off with some shout-outs. Shout it, shout it, shout it out First of all, I'd like to thank everyone that shares the podcast and supports the show on Twitter, um, usually using hashtag Potter and Family. Um, there are a couple other hashtags that I've 
kind of started using recently, you know, thanks to that 280 character limit. Uh, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but what I want to get at is just, uh, um, I appreciate everybody that um, that helps spread the word and it you know even if you're not listening a uh, a retweet is cool too it's just you know just to kind of you know be supportive and uh, spread that awareness um, but I also want to take the time and thank my guests from last week um, Mike crystal and Ricky from Seattle rock band limber lost and extra thanks for checking out that interview and making it the most listened to episode of my current run um that just that just took off so um if you're a Limberlost fan and you're uh you've come back um hopefully i don't disappoint you too terribly much but i appreciate everybody that uh that checked out that interview episode um likewise i want to give a shout out to the drinks with larry podcast uh they gave me a mention during their thanksgiving episode as well as tagging me in their follow friday twitter blast um i also um i i got a i got a special shout out uh this is to the Autopod Decepticast. Um, uh, they have no idea who I am, but uh, but I want to give them a shout out because they're actually doing something I thought I wanted to do myself at uh, at one point once upon a time, and that's doing a minute by minute podcast about 1986's Transformers the movie. Now, to the surprise of exactly nobody, um, because I I'm sure I talk about it literally every other episode. Um, it is my favorite movie, and there uh, there was another podcast like this um, a couple years ago, but they only did, uh, I don't know, four, five, six episodes, uh, only a handful, and then just kind of faded you know like like a lot of podcasts do i mean pod fade is is definitely a thing um but <laughs> um not before getting to interview uh stan bush the dude that sang uh, uh the touch and dare and 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 uh, uh wrote some of those songs for the soundtrack um and that was pretty rad but uh but these guys the the uh autopod decepticast uh, uh seem like they're the real deal because they're on like episode 36 um, which is about halfway through the movie, so I uh, I think they'll make it. Um, I've checked out the uh, uh, first couple episodes. I'm kind of uh, excited to uh, dig into it um, a little deeper. I I'm always excited to find uh, fellow fans of the Transformers the movie. So um, so if if you're out there, uh, hit me up uh, at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I. I'd like to do like maybe like a uh, commentary podcast or something like that in the future. I um I don't know if I can do a minute by minute. I mean, it's my favorite movie. I can quote it up and down and back and forth. And I've got a bunch of what I think are kind of little known facts. I mean, I mean, people amongst like the Transformers community and, you know, real movie heads would be like, well, I know that. But I mean, stuff like, you know, a lot of civilians don't know. Um, like I, I've I've read like the original, like, you know, 150 some page uh, for uh uh, draft of the script and anyway um i got better things to do tonight than die but anyway it's friday friday gotta get down on friday 
You know, I also wanted to give um, a couple shout outs for uh, some podcasts that have included us in their Follow Friday Twitter blast recently. Um, I think it, it's a quick and easy way to kind of uh, um, make friends with people and to network. It's something I, well, quite frankly, I'm I'm lazy. I need to do it a little more. So ironically enough, I think it's easier for me to say something here during the podcast than to actually like type up and do uh, follow Fridays. But um, but it is something I believe in, and I think it's uh, really cool. Uh, hashtag FF out there on uh, on Twitter, not to be confused with the Fantastic Four or the Future Foundation, but. Um, but anyway, there, there was uh, some podcasts I want to give love to, like the J360 Productions and uh, the Naked Porch Podcast and their uh, their epic dance-off. What are you doing? Dance-off, bro. Me and you. With gifts. And yes, I, I'm aware I'm saying it incorrectly. Uh, I think the creator would prefer us all we say GIFs, like the peanut butter, but that's stupid because it's not Jardians of the Galaxy. So, whatever. <laughs> um, um, also, I want to give uh, uh, shout outs to the Movie Mayhem podcast and the Earth 19 podcast. Um, that's another podcast from right here in Seattle, and I really should reach out and connect with them uh, some time i mean like there's there's a handful of uh uh local podcasts out of the seattle area that i just don't network with like like uh, i know uh, nerd west is one of them and, and and there's a couple others i'm not uh thinking of off the top of my head i know uh, movie babies is out of uh, bellingham um uh but anyway so yeah so if you're a nerdy seattle podcast reach out to me at mike cyber radio on twitter and instagram <laughs> It's like I'm really trying to troll for friends or something. Um, also, um, I, I want to shout out the Cutaways podcast. They included me in their Follow Friday, but they also just celebrated 100 episodes with a special Thanksgiving show, um, as well as my buddies over at the Robin Slim show. And congrats to those guys for being number one on uh, Radio Vegas Rocks, as well as being number four on IPM Nation. And uh, Sharp the Podcast. Uh, to round out the follow Fridays. Oh, and and um, and uh, Jerry and Cal of the From the Bottom podcast, along with the Countdown, and of course Killing Spree over at Late Night Death uh, for being my top interactors on Twitter um, that I have not mentioned yet. Uh, thanks, everybody, and uh, and finally. I uh, I wanted to mention that on Thanksgiving I saw a tweet from the In Poor Taste podcast. Kind of kind of warmed my heart. It's uh, all it is is it was uh, um, today I'm thankful for at Mike Seibert Radio and uses the hashtag Pod and Family, uh, but also hashtag Pod Echo and hashtag Pod Genie. So um, first of all, thank you to In Poor Taste because uh, um, I mean they they tagged a bunch of other podcasts, but not so many other podcasts to where I say like it was automated or anything like that. Like a lot of them had gifts, uh, a lot of them had pictures. I don't remember what my picture was, but it. I, I remember seeing like an on-air light. 
you know, kind of like like somebody being on radio. Maybe it was from Stranger Things. I don't remember. But um, uh, but anyway, I just I, I just thought it was super rad. But I wanted to talk about those other couple uh, hashtags because now with this uh, um, expanded character limit, I've seen people use Pod Echo and uh, Pod Genie before, but I've never really gotten into it because I never really felt like I had um, had the room and um now, recently, I've been doing that a little more. Again, uh, hashtag pod echo and hashtag pod genie. And for my trouble, um, uh, last week, uh, pod genie, which is at podcast underscore genie on Twitter, um, uh, I was named a, a podcast of the day. So um, I, I don't think anything goes with it. or And I think it's just one of those things where, like, you know, you retweet to be put into a pool. Uh, but that's not the point. It was still uh, it was still a uh, pretty rad and um uh on top of that there's there's a uh website called podknife which i had seen people use that hashtag before hashtag podknife but i didn't really know what it was um but um uh, just the other day i saw that um a tweet that says we have just added at mike cybert radio podcast to podknife Get into independent music and beyond with Mike and learn more now at podknife.com slash blah, 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 blah. And it gives a link to uh, their write-up. I don't think you can actually listen to the episodes um, on a pod knife, but it, it I, I think it's kind of like a review aggregate collecting type of thing because it's like there's my picture, there's a bio, there's a list of my episodes, there's list uh, uh, links to my social medias and my feeds, and I don't know who these folks are or how they got my stuff, but that. That's pretty rad. Um, so again, I, I don't know how these happened, um, but I just I just wanted to share because I thought it was kind of cool. And you know, if stuff like this keeps happening, I I may actually think I'm an actual factual uh, podcaster after all. I I don't know. Don't, don't tell nobody though. Um, but uh, one of one of my other points of doing this was to just uh, just kind of let you know that if there's a podcast that you like doesn't have to be this one but if there's a podcast that you like the best thing you can do for them is spread the word you know tell a friend post about it on social media i mean i mean anything to just kind of just kind of wave that flag uh loud and proud i mean i mean especially um you know more uh, independent podcasts you know like you know a- anybody that's using uh Podern family or pod genie or pod echo i mean i mean sure if you want to say i like the nerdist i mean i mean good on you i mean i mean i like rooster teeth too as much as uh, the next guy uh, and uh, and WTF and 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 cereal and and <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, and that's all I have to say about that. So let's get to some music. Here is a tune called "All of Us Are Strange" from Strangely All Right. This is Mike Cybert Radio. Dancing 
Hearts Are Strange. That's the new single from Seattle band Strangely Alright to be released later this month. And this is Mike Cyber Radio. And I'm excited to announce that on next week's episode of the podcast, dropping on December 5th, I will be interviewing Regan and possibly some of the other members of Strangely Alright as well. And I know you've got questions uh, that you would like me to ask the band about their music and and everything else. So here's what you need to do. You can send me an email, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com, or you can private message me on Instagram. Uh, check out my uh, my picture of our mountain of new movies, and 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 you know have some fun with that. Pick out uh, some real clunkers in there because there there's some to where um, y- you might have to look close to see what's there. Um, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm I'm getting way off track today. I'm I'm like in a I, I'm overly caffeinated. I think. Um, so anyway, let me start over. Email. MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com, private message me on Instagram, or you can DM me on Twitter or just at me. Come at me, bro. Mike Cybert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And the reason why I mentioned it that way is because I, I remember... When I was getting ready for the interview with uh, Limberlost, I I put the call out there on Twitter, and um, somebody responded to me and said, oh, "No, it responded to all of us, like the band and me, and like uh, uh, some other folks that that were tagged in that post, saying, yeah, sorry, can't do it. He doesn't follow me.'" And you know, I looked at his page. I'm like, I'm not just gonna follow some rando just so that he can send me a question. You know, at me. Just, I mean, just literally just at Mike Cyber Radio and put in your question. It's not... Anyway, um, get your questions to me by Sunday, December 3rd at 12 noon Pacific time. I'm on the West Coast here in uh, uh, South Alaska, Um, and I will be sure and ask your question uh, to the band, and I will give you a shout out on the air as well. And um, it was pretty funny because, like, uh, uh, speaking of my uh, conversation with Limberlost, uh, when I was talking to them a couple weeks ago, uh, we, we were talking about this upcoming interview with us, slightly all right, and and here's what we had to say. And oh, you're gonna have a good time with those guys. Oh man, uh, you know, I I've been grooving on their stuff, man. It's a, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So those yeah. guys are all awesome. well, they are they are a lot of fun, and uh, they're a little more bluer than us, but you'll have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. That's very cool. So again, that's next week. Don't miss my interview with Regan and Slightly All Right. Even though it's been less than a month, um, now, is it just me or does it feel like Thor Ragnarok actually came out like ages ago? It, al- it almost feels like it came out like last year or over the summer. Um, it's a, it's just kind of weird, uh, the shelf life on movies put out in uh, in the theater anymore, you know, with the quick turnaround onto home video and other other movies coming out and whatnot. But, um, but anyhow, um, earlier this month, we did see Thor Ragnarok, uh, Mrs. Mad and I, um, and to the surprise of exactly nobody... We've really, really liked it. I mean, for me at least, the the Marvel Disney movies are like pizza, um, like sex, you know, I and not like 
you know, at, at the at the same time, man, that's that's uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, like with with those things, the pizza and the sex, not necessarily pizza and the sex. When it's bad, even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. That's how I feel about these uh, uh, Marvel Disney movies. Uh, but no, with um, with Thor, it was um, it was just a lot of fun. I I like the tone, the look, and just the fact that it's just so unapologetically bonkers and never takes itself too seriously. In in other words, it's uh, it's just plain fun. I mean, everybody is great here. Uh, Chris Hemsworth seems to be having a lot of fun with the role again. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is always a delight. And Kate Blanchett, I, I'm sorry, excuse me, Academy Award winner Kate Blanchett uh, takes her role as Hella for a long walk, a long walk around the block, uh, chewing up every piece of scenery that she can get a hold of. And I, um, I didn't realize that I um, have an antler fetish, but apparently there it is. And uh, and you know, speaking of of uh, bellying up to the scenery buffet, um, how about uh, welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Jeff Goldblum? And what I think it's funny. I read somewhere like you know the, the game master in the comics is uh, blue skinned. He's a blue guy, and. The reason why they didn't decide to throw Jeff Goldblum under a whole bunch of blue makeup is that, you know, they they just didn't want to mess with his uh, performance too much. And I think the majority of the direction that Jeff Goldblum was given is just be Jeff Goldblum. Because that's really all he does, and it is magnificent. I I didn't know that I needed Jeff Goldblum in these Marvel movies, but now that I have it... It's it's great, but um, but on that, I'll um, I'll actually be interested to see where Thor Ragnarok fits in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe canon. You know, a- after after the newness wears off, like I've been seeing a lot of folks ranking Thor uh, Thor Ragnarok very very highly, like top five, top three, um, and. I don't know. I I, I don't know if it holds up that high, but what I like most about Thor Ragnarok is that despite being the third in a trilogy and the 17th overall, man, that's a lot of movies, um, uh, 17th overall in this this, uh, uh, MCU uh, saga series thing, um, you can watch this movie by itself and be okay. Um, It's relatively standalone, um, but it's also jammed with all kinds of callbacks, references, and tons of Easter eggs, and I think it fits in uh, within the overarching story, but you don't need an encyclopedia to know what's going on. And I I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I I think that's my problem with that other comic book universe uh, that that I'm actually going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, But with Thor, uh, the closest I would compare it to would be the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And obviously, there's a lot of that same influence here, you know, what with uh, the vibrant colors and leaning more into the comedy. And, um, 
uh, you know, th- this doesn't go uh, swing as hard for like, say, like the nostalgic uh, uh, pop music and, you know, kind of the musical touchstones. But I did love the score in this because like when we're on Sakaar on the Gladiator world with uh, the Hulk and, and Jeff Goldblum and all that other stuff, it has like this um, a retro 80s video game feel, um, almost like chiptune, you know, where it's like, um, you know, basically like it's music done in the style of video games and uh, it, it really kind of felt like that and that ties in with the uh, you know like uh, font that we've seen on the posters you know kind of looks like a joust from back in the day uh, but then we kind of intercut that with more traditional um, orchestral score uh, going back to Asgard and dealing with all of the stuff going on there and I just thought it was a really cool touch I can't remember a time where um, a score kind of successfully bounced back and forth tonally like that. Um, but no, I just, I, I thought that was... Um I thought that was really, really cool, but um, but I also like that this movie kind of shakes up the universe, uh, similar to how uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier did. And, and yeah, kind of like how uh, Civil War did as well, but with that one, to me, it felt way more like an Avengers sequel. Um, it may as well have been called Avengers 2.5, uh, more so than um, a Captain America sequel, uh, but, I'm, but I'm getting all uh, turned around and that's not um, and that's not here or there. Um, but uh, one of the problems that people have, uh, myself included, uh, with uh, with the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, is that there's no real stakes and uh, there's no risk and nothing really changes uh, dramatically. Sure, stuff happens, but there's not a whole lot of consequences. Uh, but here, and I don't want to spoil it too much, um, it's it's kind of there in the title um, and uh, and some characters do get crossed off. I mean, I mean, hopefully Zachary Levi still gets to be in that Shazam movie that may or may not still get made now. Um, uh but but there's change and there's growth in the characters here and i just think it's rad seeing some of the more um out there jack kirby designs brought to life um there's a lot of uh walt simonson influence in there as well and i i just think that's really neat we know each other he's a friend from work so another movie Mrs. Mad and I saw recently was Murder on the Orient Express. And um, we actually both liked that one as well. Um, it was it was just kind of a really neat throwback uh, old timey mystery type story. I mean, I mean, obviously it's uh, adapted from uh, the old uh, Agatha Christie novel, um, you know, from uh, uh, way back when. But what I what I think I liked about it was kind of that, again, old timiness. And um, I mean, one of the things I really kind of dug was kind of the the uh, uh, theatricality with which uh, um Kenneth Branagh as uh, Poirot as he um, uh, reveals how the uh, uh, he solves the mystery in front of um, a large group of folks and it's just funny because it's very theatrical in the way that he's telling the story and all of that and I didn't realize it but I kind of I kind of miss that in in kind of crime fiction anymore where everything's all you know like kind of like you know CSI and and to a lesser extent your law and order 
years, but still, I just, I, I kind of like the, it's almost like he's performing as he's explaining uh, the intricacies of this crime that he's just solved. And and I, I thought that was really cool. And as uh, as to uh, uh, Poirot as a, as a character in uh, in kind of uh, contemporary light, I, I think he actually kind of works. I I dug uh, Kenneth Branagh's performance of it. He kind of elevates it a, a little bit. Um, but the reason why I say I think uh, this kind of works in uh, contemporary times is that the character he's 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 prickly he's a uh, particular and and actually kind of a jerk um at times um and 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 given that that kind of reminds me of kind of a uh marvel comics type of hero where you know like you look at characters like tony stark who you know he's incredibly charismatic but he's also a jerk um you know doctor strange kind of the same way you know he's conceited he's kind of a jerk but he's you know, master of the mystic arts and, and all this other stuff. And, you know, I mean, I, I could go on, on and on down the line, you know, making these, uh, uh, Marvel comics relates, but I, that's really kind of how it felt like, uh, watching how Kenneth Branagh plays, uh, uh, Poirot. And I, I really kind of dug that. And if this kind of introduces to um, a new generation of contemporary audiences, you know, kind of uh, Agatha Christie mysteries, that's not a bad thing. I, I can't be mad about that. And um, and there are a few clever things they do with uh, with some of the scenes um, like there's like there's a cool scene where it's a top down view of people inside the train uh, kind of going room through room um, that that's really really neat um as well as there there's this really cool scene where we first get on the train and meet all of the characters kind of in one long unbroken take and um and the camera just kind of goes along uh, the length of the train, watching all of this happen uh, uh, through the windows, and it's all just one unbroken shot. Um, I I don't know how they did it, and um, because I I don't think that the train set was actually like this as big as it makes it seem in in this uh, scene. But anyway, I thought that was really cool and really clever. Um, but outside of that, yeah, I'd um I'd watch it again. Uh, because, you know, after you know the ending of a mystery, it's kind of cool to go back and see what you missed, see if there were any, like, clues or Easter eggs or anything like that. Um, and it's a decent ensemble piece, you know, like, everybody that's that's in this movie is okay, um, meaning that, like, it's, it's a true ensemble. Nobody really stands out over anybody else. Um, and, and it was great to see uh, Michelle Pfeiffer again. I mean, I, I haven't seen her in a movie in a great long time. Gets a little hammy towards the end, but, um, uh, but she's, she's pretty good in this, um, as is uh, everybody else. Um, but, man, I've, um, I have decided that I don't really need to watch Johnny Depp in anything anymore. I am officially over it. Um due to goddamn cartoon. And I 
I don't think he can act anymore without his characters being under heavy makeup. Now, here it's a little more subtle, but still, I mean, there, there's, you know, there's some things where he's not quite just just regular across the board Johnny Depp. There, there's a couple other things in, like it's like some scars and stuff, but but still, it's like you know, I. I remember there was a time where Johnny Depp was actually a decent actor, and I don't know if it was if it's just uh, uh, being a swishy pirate for fifteen years that's that that's messed him all up, but I, or hanging around with Tim Burton too much. I I don't know, but um, but again, he's he's almost a parody of himself, and and again, I just I. I, I just don't think he can act without without these crutches anymore, and that's um, that's kind of a bummer. I mean, so for me, um, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, light recommend. Um, it's good to you know like throw on uh, during the holidays. Uh, but there, oh, there was one thing I wanted to share with you. It was just kind of goofy more than anything. Um, a lot of this movie takes place in the snow, and I swear that the people working at the movie theater knew that, so they decided to turn down the heat. It was it was cold in uh, in the screening. My wife and I saw. We were both sitting there almost like teeth chattering um so i don't know if it was subconscious with you know uh watching these characters in front of a green screen trying to be in the snow um with it being cold in there i i don't know and um you know the for the most part the uh practical effects were okay but there there's a lot of cartoon train in this like there's a there's an avalanche at one point and it's and it's it's all a cartoon and it's it's a little ropey but um but no those things are enough for me to not recommend it anyway uh light recommend murder on the orient express but most recently mrs mad and i we uh we went to go see justice league <laughs> and um and afterward we uh we grabbed some happy hour fried food over at the applebee's and here's what we were talking about before our food arrived oh man as uh as phil is serenading us there like that so, who wants to go first? <laughs> I liked it. It was, um, for the most part, overall, it was a good show. It's a good movie. Uh-huh. Good writing. And then you can just pick it apart like any other movie anymore. So Yeah, okay. Um, for me, it's not necessarily the characters because... Um, you're much better on that than I am but it's like just the costumes and I like how all the guys are fully covered but very skimpy on Wonder Woman yeah you know what and and it um it, it's it's weird and interesting and almost a little uncomfortable. You can tell the difference between Wonder Woman, the movie, being 
filmed by a woman director as opposed to this where it's not. Right. We're spending a whole lot of time under woman Wonder Woman skirt in this movie. Yep. And made me a little uneasy at times. Like like there was like one time where like I think she's talking to Cyborg or something. She's running around in like leather pants and you're spending like a good like, watching her. Yeah, and and you know, but but it was one of those things where it's like I think like the camera just just lingers and leers like just enough to where it's like okay now we're just being creepy. Right. So you know, being, but again, it's the nurse. The nurse. You got to bring him in somehow. Yeah, that's true. It's as close as to a girl that can get. <laughs> <laughs> nice nerd shaming I love it that's that's great why well, not well it was interesting because like you know we we saw it with a packed house of nerdlingers yep and they were like oh shit it was so cool I mean I mean like I mean we got like applause at the end of the yeah you got a couple people yeah like that. well as opposed to the nobody <laughs> that uh, he'd uh, gotten from uh cause nobody was clapping at the end of that uh that that Batman v Superman movie. So, okay. So yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you were, um, you know, like I'm better with like the characters and stuff like that. But, but I think like that's kind of the movie's job, right? To kind of. Well, no. I'm, I'm saying you're better at critiquing the characters, meaning whether they got it right or wrong. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I understand. Um, were you able to keep up with whatever it was trying to present? I think so. Um, keep up, what do you mean? Well, because, like, uh, one, of, one of the things that really bothered me, and I realize I haven't even talked about how I felt about the movie yet, but one of the things that really bothered me is, like, it gets knee-deep in the mud I'm like all this mythology and all this other stuff and I'm just like who could possibly care or keep up I just like it just it all just kind of like blew over my head um, and I'm like yeah I know what some of this stuff is yet I don't care right you know I mean all this talk of like stepping wolves and mother boxes and, and it's just like who cares I don't know I just I that, that, that was a little flat for me um but um I didn't dislike it kind of kind of like that <laughs> how um uh Batman's response to Superman he's like well I don't not like him yeah that's that's really kind of how I feel about Justice League as a movie because like it's a freaking mess it's like incomprehensible at times but the the things that I liked in it, I actually really liked in it. But the stuff I really didn't like, I really didn't like. Um, I, I I don't need autistic flash in my life. Anytime that kid was on screen, I just like I could feel my neck tense up. He just bugged the snuffing out of me. Yeah. I I just I was but not flash having flash bugs everybody. So yeah, well they got that one right. Yeah, well I'm not saying they got it wrong. Right. And and I guess you're right. I mean I don't like the Flash. Yeah. He's just I, oh no, Flash I, is pretty much not too many people do. <laughs> Except for the people who watch that TV show. Oh uh, yeah. They seem to but really no, but I mean the Flash is just. The character when I see him or um, get a flash of him, it's <laughs> irritating. It's 
he irritates people. That's yeah, it's kind of his thing. It's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, on, on the flip side, I didn't dislike Cyborg as much as I was anticipating. Um, looked like garbage. I mean, like the whole the, his whole look and all that stuff was just just clanky computer generated garbage. He looks like a cartoon. Yeah. Um, but um, the, the I thought the actor did a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was going to be a lot more like monotone and kind of more like RoboCop, and he kind of was, but again, less so than what I thought. So, which which I, which I thought was kind of a win. I guess. And it was kind of interesting because, like, at first, I really disliked the interaction between Cyborg and the Flash, especially when they're, like, digging up Superman's corpses, which that whole sequence made me really uncomfortable. It's like, ew, this is gross. What are we doing? Um, But anyway, it, it, uh, um, it grew on me. The, the interaction between the two of them. Okay. To where, like, at the end of the movie, where, you know, you're getting, like, the big hero cape-flapping moment, and Flash is still going in for the for the, for the fist bump, I actually kind of chuckled at that. I don't know. Um, what would what, you think of the uh, uh, surfer bro Aquaman? I don't know why they had him in this one. E- either man. I mean, yeah, they establish who he is and what he can do and everything. Sure. Where the box came from, I get all of that. Yeah. But um, to where they went, he had no powers. <laughs> Except for like when when Steppenwolf was like he was born to be wild, but then he like collapsed the the tunnels or something. Yeah. And and of course is water. Uh-huh. So. It's like, oh, water, so Aquaman has to come and save them now. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they agree with me. Yes, <laughs> yes they do. But, but I tell you what, though, it's, it's a weird trade-off because towards the end, when Aquaman does this whole speech... And he's talking about like, hey, you know, I don't want to die and all, all this other stuff. And he's like, hey, Wonder Woman, you're like super hot. And you find out he's been sitting. <laughs> I, favorite part of the movie. Uh, yeah. For me, I love that. I mean, I that was one of those things where I'm like, I kind of like folded my arms, pleased like, and nodded and chuckled. And I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> that was fun. I, I really really enjoyed that um uh, let's see and so yeah I mean the um outfits on Batman Superman and on Flash were all silliness yeah yeah, I couldn't tell if they were silly or not. But, I, I hate Flash's talk, costume. Yeah, but you but talked about flat, or over, overdoing Wonder Woman in the narrow button stuff, mm-hmm. but there was one scene where they had her cover. Yeah. So it was like, because when I saw that, it's like, oh, she's more or less got the scarf back on her. Yeah. I love that look. Even more than that. And it's like, oh, so they do have, they don't want to necessarily show everything. So that was kind of a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, Batman. What do you you think of uh, 
<laughs> old, old Ben is old Batman. Ben looks good. Yeah. In the, uh, All that CrossFit is working out for him. Very much so. But uh, no, but he, he, I was, he's looking good. He's he, he doing the uh, Silver Fox thing that, that's working for you? He's working it good. <laughs> and then with... Um, so yeah, so as Bruce Wayne, he did, did very well. But as the Batman, I don't like the mask. The mask looks really fake. He masked with added 20 pounds on him because it's like he has such a narrow face as Bruce Wayne. Right. But with that on, it just made his face go more square. Yeah, he looks more like a fat man than a Batman. Because yeah, I mean, like even like when you're seeing him like in the in that duct tape looking suit. I hate that suit, by the way. But but yeah, no, he just. There's no depths as bats. <laughs> he looks fat. Yeah. Though. He did. And and you know he's freaking ripped under that. Oh yeah. Well and, and speaking even though it's just showing trying to show the rips in the costume and stuff, that that's just so that's so fakey. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like oh that's a great point. It looks like somebody took the costume out back and like was hitting it with a hammer or right. something before they started filming. Because yeah, it looks it, it yeah, fake battle damage looks dumb. But I was gonna say, speaking of uh, being super ripped, um, so uh, so J.K. Simmons shows up as Commissioner Gordon. So you get old Commissioner Gordon again, which I thought was dope, and like that that majestic mustache he has. <laughs> I mean that that is that is a that is a Jim Gordon mustache. Yep. I I was there for that. But the thing is, is like um, he apparently got like super in shape Roger. for that. Oh, look at all this stuff. You so um when when we got home we talked about the movie some more uh but one of the things that my wife mrs mad asked me um was how much more i could actually talk about this movie because i i kind of i kind of chewed her ear off for for a few and i told her that i could easily talk to a couple people for a couple hours because there's there's just so much to unpack. I can't think of the last time a movie just confounded me so much. Um, I uh, I didn't hate it. Not like Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. Because um, I hate those movies. Um, but I don't think I especially liked it either. I, I left the theater confused frustrated and uh maybe a little gassy um and and the thing i've seen over and over on social media is that quote unquote it's a complete mess but it's not terrible and i think that's where i'm at also on justice league that's what i put out on twitter it's like when your friends tell you that it's a mess but it's not wretched believe them because that's kind of where it's at that doesn't mean it's good either uh but it'll it'll be interesting to see what comes up when later this week i return to the kgrg studios and will be joined by my good buddy and fan favorite guest co-host killing spree and we're gonna try to untangle this mess i'm uh, i'm sure we're gonna talk about the uncanny mustache and a lot of the problems that he had with the movie including um, Steppenwolf being a discount Mortal Kombat villain, and how Superman is basically the John Cena of comic book movies. And 
His name is John Cena! No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> but but the bone I want to pick with Killing Spree is that he says, as dumb as Justice League is, it doesn't dethrone Blade Runner 2049 as the worst movie he's seen this year. Yeah, I know. I know. I was a little shocked myself. Um, but uh, but we'll have that for you on a special Friday edition of Mike Seibert Radio. And if you'd like to weigh in before then, you know, let us know what you thought of the movie or uh, things that you'd like us to talk about with regards to uh, Justice League. Uh, hit us both up on Twitter, respectively. I am at Mike Seibert Radio. And Killing Spree is at Late Night Death. Coming up next, it's the new single from Seattle band Flicker and Fade. It's a tune called Casualty, and you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio.
Loyalty, the latest from Flicker and Fade. That song is now available for streaming and download at the band's website, flickerandfade.com. Now, I've seen them perform that song twice. Uh, Once acoustically up in the studio, and then um, another time as a full band, full electric at a show. And and to hear the polished studio version uh, now is really really cool and um uh i also saw that last week that flicker and fade are number 64 on the northwest music scenes 100 bands in 100 days so uh congrats to Corey, ryan and michael on that you guys rock um a lot of great independent bands from the pacific northwest and homies of mine personally are on that list as well so check out northwestmusicscene.com for more of that um Speaking of that local scene, there's actually a show coming up later this week I want to be sure and tell you about before I get out of here. Uh, This Friday, December 1st, Cashing in Karma is headlining a show and returning to Luigi's in Fife along with The Morning After and Friends of the Show, Prize Fighters, and Bare Minimum. Ten bucks for a kick-ass night of independent Seattle rock. You won't want to miss that. Um, I've seen... uh, uh, three of those bands live, those being Cashing in Karma, The Morning After, and Prize Fighters, and they always bring the heat. In fact, um, if you look further back in my feed, you'll find the um, uh, artist takeovers and live sets, respectively, for both uh, uh, Prize Fighters and The Morning After. Um, those those were both really, really cool. Um, you know, it's always great seeing a band live, but there's always something special about seeing them like three feet away from you uh, when when you're doing a radio show. So uh, those two bands in particular will always have a, have a spot for me, as well as uh, Cashing in Karma, who did uh, uh, played a KGRG benefit show um, a while ago. So um, super cool, folks. Uh, that's going to be a great show. Uh, come on out and uh, support live local music. Uh, that's always a blast. And finally, before I get out of here, because I uh, I forgot to mention it in the shout-outs earlier, I want to give a huge shout-out to the Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Um, it's a show where they play 5th edition's Dungeons & Dragons actual play uh, for their show. They record it and release it as a podcast. And um, a few weeks ago, they uh, they sent me a sticker uh, with, uh, with their logo on it and a, a very nice handwritten note which uh which reads hello mike you rock uh we appreciate the support you show by continuously retweeting our posts every little bit helps so thank you happy adventuring uh that from russ amy tom and carla the uh dumb dragon cast uh uh dumbdragons.com and there's a little doodle of uh their logo which is also on the uh sticker as well uh but anyway i just i just um that really just kind of made my day um i mean it doesn't cost nothing to uh produce stickers and to uh send them off uh not to mention the envelope and the postage and uh and speaking of so they're they're from canada and um i i don't know what kind of uh um animal this is on their uh postage stamp but it looks like like a snow goat 
yeti creature thing it's it's like the most canadian thing i've i've seen for a while um and, and again uh the handwritten note um very very sweet uh very very nice folks so um uh you see me retweet them but yeah uh check out dumb dragon cast on twitter and dumbdragons.com. And that will about do it for this episode. I'd like to thank you for listening this week and every week you tune in. I appreciate it. If you'd like to check out all of my old shows and podcasts, you can listen and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. I appreciate the feedback and I will read your reviews on the air. You can find me online at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're an independent artist like some of the uh, sick bands I was talking about earlier and you would like to share your stuff with us, shoot me an email, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com or just message me. Or as, as the kids like to say now, come at me, bro. I don't, I, I don't think that's what that means. But anyway, you can, you can just at me at uh, either of those. Um, this Friday, Killing Spree joins me from the KGRG studio, and we're talking Justice League. And one week from today, next Tuesday, December 5th, it's my interview with Seattle power pop band Strangely Alright. It's going to get super strange, and you're not going to want to miss that. That's going to be a lot of fun. All of that and more next week. Until then... My name is Mike, this has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time, make good choices.